This is an awesome teaching. It is. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. People no longer have to be captive by the world. We have power over what affects our mind. Luke 4.18, just want to be set free. We want to help people get free from this world. This is our battle. Yes. It's with the world. Understanding that our struggle right now, at this present time, is with the world. The influence of the world on our mind. This is why we were born again, because we received the Holy Spirit of God that lives within us to now open our eyes to good and evil, to distinguish between the world and the Spirit of God, the heavenly realm that now lives within each individual who is born again. And Terry, I don't think a lot of believers understand that we have victory in this world, not just salvation but victory entirely. They don't understand that they've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It's a very simple statement to make, but there's so much in that. We are now out from under the influence of the physical realm, Satan and all his devices, and we've been translated into the kingdom of God into that supernatural realm, that unseen realm. It's real. And now we can walk in that. I think this describes our struggle of what we're going through right now. Is that we're not recognizing what is coming against us in the world. And we're accepting it. And we're allowing poison to enter our mind that affects us. And poison gradually will kill you. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. It's telling us that we are now new creatures in Christ. I have got to read this to you out of the New American Standard Version. Okay. We just touched on this a little bit ago. See to it. That no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception. So we were talking about. We've been set free. Jesus came to set us free. We're no longer captives. But the world is trying to suck us back in. That's right. And it goes right back to Luke 4.18. That Jesus came to set the captives free. I guess we've been talking about that. I'm going to have to go over here and read it to remind our listeners what it actually says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath set me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. We've been set free. We now operate in the perfect law of liberty, freedom. And this is what we now have in Christ. The Spirit of God lives within us to help us identify the good and evil in this world. And I believe, Terry, that Christians are not using their discernment, the power of discernment that they have, to recognize the world bombarding us with all the negativity, all the lies, and we're gradually letting it tear down our spiritual growth. I want people just to think about this for a moment. What do you meditate upon throughout the day? What are you thinking about? Are you thinking of heavenly things? Or are you thinking of problems in the world? 
Because truthfully, if you're thinking of problems in the world, that's where your mind is. That's where your heart is right now. Because you're so caught up into the things of the world. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's from Proverbs. As a man thinks in his heart, that's the way he is. As, as the world begins to influence you through words. It's all through words. Because of the physical nature that we're born into, we want to revert back to that because it's comfortable. But the Word of God is telling us now who we are in Christ. The, the Word is a mirror. As we look into the Word, it reflects who we are. So we have to get this Word of God in front of us, remove ourselves, if we have to somehow, from all the bombardment of the world, the words that are coming at us. What we're wanting to do, Terry, is to recognize what is coming from the world. What's being spoken to me, is it from God or is it from Satan, from the world? You used the analogy earlier when we were talking, before we, we began taping this, about worldly mind wanting to go to the news and how you were struggling with this of rather, well, it's five o'clock, I want to listen to the news. Well, I had been meditating on the Word of God. It was just such an awesome time. I had some revelation of, of the supernatural realm. I was studying Second uh, Kings chapter 6, where Elisha was surrounded by the Syrian army, and his servant panicked, man. They were going to get killed. There were just two of them against all this huge army. It was such an awesome time in the Lord. And I go to get a bite to eat, and the TV's there, and I'm thinking, I don't want to watch any of that. And pretty soon, my mind says, unrenewed mind, ah, turn it on. I don't want to. And I eventually gave in. And after about two or three minutes, I go, I'm not watching any more of this. It was taking me where I didn't want to go. That's that flesh realm, the world, because it, you were comfortable with it or whatever it was before you were born again, the flesh is always going to, it's always going to be here. You didn't know any different before you were born again. That's right. That's the difference. Now we're born again because the scenario you're, you're describing here is one of the struggle going on in your mind, whether I'm going to go listen to the things of the world, or am I going to continue to meditate upon the things of God? This is the struggle, but the sad fact is most Christians are not even recognizing, and this is the key point of this whole conversation, recognizing that my mind is controlled by my worldly thinking, and I want to go back to my old nature. And time I go back to my old way of thinking, I'm putting more poison in my head and by not meditating upon the things of God to cleanse me, to renew me, to wash my mind, renew my mind, I'm, I'm having this battle going on back and forth. So the more I renew my mind through the Word and meditating upon the things of God, the less the world is able to come in because I have now learned to recognize this is from the world and I'm not going to listen to the world because it's affecting my thoughts, my emotion, my imagination, everything about me. One little word from a person early in the morning can influence you all day long, negatively or positively. Yes. I heard a story years ago that a fellow, he, 
he would always stop in at a quick trip and get a cup of coffee in the morning. One one day he walked in there and the attendant said, well, you don't look very good today. He said, well, I feel okay. But after about a week of this, this guy said, are, you know, are you okay? Are you okay every day? And he goes, yeah, there's nothing wrong with me. Come to find out that they had painted the place kind of a pale yellow and it just made him look a little, <laughs> you know, but those words were affecting him. What's going on? What was he doing in his mind? He was thinking, well, maybe I am sick. That's right. Maybe there's something wrong. And this is what we're doing when we allow the world in. We're thinking, well, maybe something wrong. Maybe God's not really in charge. Because you hear this all the time from Christians. God's in charge. But then when things start happening in the world, we're meditating on the things of the world and thinking, well, I don't think God's really in charge. I don't think we have really any power. I think Satan's really in control of all this. He has more power than God. And those things are going on in our head, and they're affecting our walk, they're affecting our relationship with God, because the world is having this influence on us, and it should not have this influence. All that influence, too, is coming through words. Let's back up the page here in Colossians 2, 4, and it says, And this I say... Lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Don't listen to all this stuff. Don't let it get in you. Don't let it poison you. Mine say, do not allow persuasive words to affect your mind. And this is what we're doing when we listen to the world. It's persuading us in a negative way. It's misleading us. Amplified says that. I say this in order that no one may mislead and delude you by attractive arguments and beguiling speech. It's going to come through words. So you better learn to guard what words are coming into your mind. That's true. And we can do this through recognizing the Spirit of God. That the Spirit of God lives within you, and the Spirit of God communicates to us in our mind through edification. He's trying to build us up through exhortation, where he's warning us, advising us, and comfort, where the Holy Spirit's standing alongside us, and we're receiving instructions from the Holy Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit operates through edification, exhortation, and comfort. And this is what now lives within your mind. This is why it's so important to understand this, that I have the power to recognize this now, to discern good and evil. I can recognize when the world is talking to me. I can recognize when I want to go back into my old way of thinking, my flesh. What are you recognizing, though, from the world? You're recognizing discouragement, distrust, things that are negative, those things that are coming at you. So what we're trying to do here, Mitch, is get people to understand that if they are discouraged, they are depressed, they're worried about everything that's going on in the world, they're listening to the world. They're in the physical flesh realm. They need to get over here into the Holy Spirit realm where there's exhortation, and comfort and edification, the peace of God. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. This is an important verse to understand. 
God has not given us the spirit of fear. Where did the spirit of fear come from? It comes from Satan. Where did the spirit of lies come from? Satan. Where does the spirit of depression, anxiety, and fear, all those things come from Satan. So when you hear those things, it's coming from Satan. God has given us power of love and a sound mind. We can overcome every adversity in our life if we just adhere to this scripture and understand truly what it means. Get over there in the spirit realm. Get over there in the peace of God. Colossians 3, 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the world. That's a great scripture. Set your mind on heavenly things. Because that's now who truly does control us if we will learn to listen to the Holy Spirit of God that lives within us. If we focus our mind on this unseen, invisible power that lives within us, this heavenly power that God can communicate to me and through me, gives me victory over the world, where I can recognize the lies of the devil. I can recognize what's coming against me. The test for the believer is, am I going to listen to the Holy Spirit and not respond to what the world is telling me? This is how Jesus operated, wasn't it, Terry? The whole time he was here on earth, he listened to the Holy Spirit of God and discounted and understood that the world was controlled by Satan. He was controlling men's minds through ungodliness, through lies. And because of our born-again experience, we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We, in our spirits, are dead. The next verse, Colossians 3, says, For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. We're supposed to be dead to the flesh realm. Our thinking. Yes. referring to our thinking. Yes. To be carnally minded is death, Romans 8, 6. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Not necessarily a sinful lifestyle, but just to be carnally minded. How am I going to survive today? Or the problems of the world, getting entangled with the things of the world. This is spiritual warfare. We need to focus in on believing. I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit of God, and He has empowered me to recognize this demonic activity that is constantly coming at me through people and through their words. And I do not have to allow those words to affect my thinking and my mind. Because what gives me comfort, Terry, is I can recognize, okay, that's not of God, so I'm not going to get bent out of shape about it. But if I choose not to even recognize it, and I take it in, then that's when I get bent out of shape. And that's what's happening to a Christian. So therefore, there's no difference between the born-again Christian, because they're acting just like the world. They're letting words affect them, and then they're responding. And people in the world see no victory in a Christian, no difference. Because a Christian looks like the world. That's it. And the whole time we have the Word of God that we can go to, and it tells us things like this. Down here as we read in Colossians again, 3, verse 10. And put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. We have all this knowledge and wisdom available to us through the word of God, and we're not even applying it. Just get one of those scriptures like that one in Timothy you just quoted and get that down in your spirit. You need to get revelation. 
Yes. People need to get their own revelation of what they now have in Christ and realize they can have victory. You know, Terry, we talked about boldness. Well, I'm about to say something here that's going to be bold and probably upset some people. I'm hanging on to my chair. (laughs) Christians are lazy. And that's the truth. Till you begin to seek God with all your heart, seeking heavenly things. If you're tired of your circumstances, if you're tired of, of what's going on in your life, begin to focus in on God. And the first way you can begin to do this is to recognize what's coming at you. This will begin to give you peace, understanding this is coming from Satan, and Satan's using words to affect my mind to tear me down. We're focusing too much on the demonic realm. Good point. We're not talking about the new man that's in us, this Christ, this nature of God that lives in us. You know, we can blame it on anything, the way we grew up, the way we were taught. But you're born again now. You have the Spirit of God living inside of you. Press into that. And I agree with you that we've probably got off on the grace message where, you know, that's the favor of God. And But it's by grace through faith. Believing the word, we have the favor of God. But if we don't know what we have, we're going to fall back into the world. Just like you said, we'll look like the world. And we are the light of the world. If your light goes out, we're done. We're toast. There's no hope. Yeah, that's right. That's why we don't get tired of (laughs) well-doing. We just keep pressing on. Today forward. That's right. Today forward. Satan has no power. That's it. I wrote this down, I don't know, several days ago. Satan has no power. And people need to get this in their mind. Satan has no power. The only power that he has is what I give him. That's exactly right. And what we're saying and trying to convey, Satan attacks us through words. And we have the power now to identify this to where we can reject it. And I'm telling you, Christians are not rejecting the words. They're taking the words in. And that poison is affecting their mind and their negative because of all the poison that's coming at them. When you begin to walk in the Spirit of God, you will begin to manifest love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, Temperance, kindness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit will begin to blossom in your life. Because this is what truly gives you peace. That's what's different from the world. When we, when we talk about Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit, this is what's different than the world. The world's totally opposite. It's one of hatred. It's one of being self-absorbed. It's all about self It's all about lies. It's all about trying to survive, stepping over one another to survive in this world. And Mitch, we can't overcome the flesh with the flesh. It's the Spirit of God in us that will bring us that fruit of the Spirit that's in us. Bring it out into the open. You'll begin to manifest more. Yeah, that's the word I was searching for. And it happens... By reading the Word. It's not going to happen on a 
Sunday morning, one hour a day, thinking about, oh, yeah, that was a good sermon. Oh, what was that scripture again? I want to be able to take somebody to the Word of God so that they can go back to that address and say, yes, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me and the life I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You get some scripture rooted in you. This is how the Holy Spirit begins to build us up. It's through scripture. This is why we study scripture, is so we can be built up and discern the lies. God says he loves me. The world says it hates God. It talks about that in 1 John, doesn't it? 1 John chapter 4. Basically, 1 John, that's what it's talking about. It's talking about the world does not know God. It does not love God. It goes counter to God. But when I read Scripture, the words are so powerful that come off the page, they resonate in my mind, and it will resonate into anyone's mind who is seeking and wanting this relationship with God. Where he says, I loved you first before you loved me. Just that one Scripture tells me, Satan has no control over me, no power. God loves me no matter what I do. When I do make a mistake and listen to the world and take it in and meditate upon it and then act on it, you and I, I know, are getting better at recognizing Satan attacking us. Yes, definitely. And that's what this, this spiritual warfare is all about, is we're recognizing it. Because we recognize it through God's Word telling us, I love you, and I'm telling you, you have power and authority. You have a sound mind. I believe that. I have revelation of this. So when the world comes against me with that negativity and lies, I say, no, that's not of God. And this is what we want the Christians to experience, isn't it, Terry? John 10.10, 10. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. And we have the life of Christ in us now. 1 John 4.4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Just meditate upon this scripture, Terry. Just meditate upon what's being said. Greater is he that lives within me. And apply that to your own personal life. Me, the Holy Spirit of God lives within us. And it's greater than the world. I hope folks are getting a revelation of this. The Spirit of God that lives within us has more power and more authority. He's conquered the world. We just need to meditate upon this and believe I have this power and authority now over the world. I do not have to listen to the things of the world. This is what we're talking about. It's a powerful scripture. Because of God's love, we can operate in the spiritual realm by the Spirit of God that lives in us. Yes. That is so powerful. He does the work in us. It's his workmanship, isn't it? Gary? Yes, it is. Ephesians 2, verse 8, 9, and 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. That should set you free right there. In this scripture here I love. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Beforehand so that we could walk in them. Let's just walk in them. 
Let's just walk in that. It's his workmanship, Terry. Yeah. Do you see now how much God loves us? Yes. Do we see now why he has given us power and authority over the world? And so we can now be set free in our minds and begin to have this relationship with him. Then therefore we can reach others.